Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Couch Cheese Podcast, where we give a young fan's perspective of all things NASCAR. I'm here with my co-host, Levi. Say hi. What's up, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? Is, is it pain over there? Does it you know, no, not really. It's, it's you know, the Hendrick bipolar depression. You got to remember, it's like half the fan base is happy, half of it is sad. So, you know, half of me is really, you know, depressed that Larson, you know, ran out of talent, while the other half is just really happy that Hamlin didn't finish the race. So, yeah, all good. You know, I, I, I legit <laughs> thought about this when I watched the uh, when I watched the race. I said, Hendrick Motorsports is legitimately the embodiment of Davey Allison's 1992 season. In what way? <laughs> um... All the ups and the downs. Yeah. Drivers <laughs> yep. um, yeah. getting injured, like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Being successful, like somebody mm-hmm. else. The only circle you guys need to really check off is a championship. But other than that, yeah, I would like to say Hendrick Motorsports, as of this year, is like Davy Allison's 1992 season. Yeah, in many ways. Rex wins. It's just a very wild, emotional roller coaster. It has been this year. From Chase getting injured, to then Bowman getting injured, to then, you know, Byron popping off. Ironically, Uh, if you think about it, like, Davey Ellison got right hooked. Yep. By Kyle Petty. And it happened at Charlotte. Ah, well, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. But but actually... didn't get suspended, but Chase Elliott did. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Chase was the one that actually did the action in that case, but you know. But yeah, no, it's been it's been a wild season, uh, to say nonetheless as a Hendrick fan. But then you could be a Stuart Haas fan, and you could absolutely live in depression all the time. Except if you're a Harvick fan, that was cool to see the Forever Four Hundred. Plus, also, um, Dude, the car. The car looked the good. Car. Oh, oh, you know what was also cool too is uh, Rodney and. Uh, his family doing the command, which was perfect. oh, that was awesome. That beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I don't uh, know who I don't know who tweeted this, but I don't know if it was Couchracer Brett, uh, Brett Griffin. Griffin, yeah, uh, Brett Griffin. I, I think it might have been him, but it says, "Man, I don't think I've ever heard Rodney uh go beyond his uh, normal voice at this point, or something <laughs> like that." Because how Rodney is just so laid back, low toned, and everything else. And I was yep. like, "You know what? You're right. I don't think I've ever heard Rodney yell before." And here we are now. Yeah, I've I've never heard it before either. So absolutely cool to hear, cool to see. Um, no, I just honestly I can't wait to see what they do for Phoenix now, because Phoenix, you know. It's got to be something special. Well, I mean, as somebody pointed out, it's it's kind of like uh, silver. Like, you know, Jeff Gordon was silver. Jimmy Johnson was silver. Tony Stewart was kind of black mm. and silver. Interesting. So it could be that, but I they keep giving us surprises at this point. So honestly... I mean, the Budweiser one came out of nowhere. I'll, I'll be honest with you on that one, because I was like... Whoa, <laughs> I did not expect them to come back, but here, hey, here we are. I mean, that's why surprises are surprises, right? You got to find yeah, that exactly. really good inner circle, so yeah, exactly. Um, you know, overall, it was a good looking car, and uh, I feel like our our race was actually pretty decent. Um, yeah, how'd store hops uh, I didn't really keep up with them all that much. Eric got a top 10, uh. Kevin should have gotten the top 10. Screw that Austin Dillon kid. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about and that. <laughs> and then everybody else was just kind of there. So um, I guess there's some breaking news. Um, I don't know if it's really breaking, but uh, Ryan Priest, for the first time this year, will run a modified. Uh, really? as of as Yep, as of uh, this moment in time of recording um he will drive the 40 car uh and it has some of the shr guys in it uh some of the guys from his crew like his crew chief his car chief uh and some other guys that are being built on it uh it's for the record it is out there publicly so um 
and he will be running at Martinsville this weekend. So uh, oh. I think it will be on Thursday, Friday night. I, I don't know when the modified race is, but uh, Either way, that's, definitely, that's cool. definitely this week. That's cool. It's good to see him in one. So it was cool. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like when we get into race picks, I, I know 100% that um, Priest is, is going to be. Pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, if they can just, you know, not speed on pit road, they'll be fine. I mean, to be fair, to classify, even though we, uh, I think I've already mentioned this maybe in the last episode or maybe off uh, camera, not camera. We don't even video. Um, <laughs> off mic. Off mic. Yeah, let's sure, go with that. That, yeah. um, that uh, SHR got four polls. I forgot that Ryan Priest won a poll uh, earlier within the year. So, um, so yeah, I feel like since he's since he's already got a poll at Martinsville, I don't see why he couldn't go back to back and at least this time try not to speed on pit road. So, so I don't see why not, right? See why not either. I, I I definitely think, man. I will say this: Martinsville was the best. I think Stuart Haas looked all season, besides maybe the Coke Zero Four Hundred, uh, Daytona, which those two okay, races I, I think were like, the best. I heard Coke and then the hundred afterwards, and I was like, uh, buddy, they won the six hundred. <laughs> it wasn't no Coke Zero Sugar Four Hundred. Yeah, no, that one, the Daytona race, the uh, fall of Daytona race, and uh, no, that one. They looked good. It's just problem is strategy just didn't work out for them in the end. And uh, they had Briscoe and Almarola run up front, but uh, even Harvick was up there. And then and then car went flip, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's when it um, kind of all fell apart, though. As I said, strategy fell apart for them. But outside of that, they could have absolutely have won that race uh, for sure. But yes. you know, these things happen. That's racing, and um, gave it all they had, and they. Um, they worked hard for it, so yeah. But uh, outside that, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> for me this weekend, I was really, you know, I don't know why this is, but it seems like every single race that Larson is like the projected favorite to win, Seabell comes up and wins it instead. Like Homestead, this one, Bristol no, no, Dirt. No, 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 no. I, I got. Hold on, hear me out. Hear uh-huh. me out. I think yeah. Las Vegas leaked the script. You want to know why? Oh, well. Really? Guess what? Guess who won the race? Kyle Larson. Larson. Go figure, right. right? Uh-huh. But he had a problem, didn't he? So apparently they leaked the script by saying that for second place would win next week. Big brain. And and who finished third at Las Vegas? Tell me. Tell me now. Who finished third? Hold on. We're going to figure <laughs> this out. Hold on. Let's go to Las Vegas. Uh, Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch is going to win Martinsville. Boom. Leaked the script 2023. Yeah, boy. Um, Down pat. um, No. I I highly doubt that, but I mean, if it happens, that'd be awesome. I mean, the stats are not lying right now. Kyle Larson won Las Vegas. Christopher Bell just won Homestead. So... You know, <laughs> no, you know, you know who's winning Martinsville? It's gonna be Hamlin because, like, he's gonna be mad. He's gonna I be mean, a mad little hornet. Wrong, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, let's actually get into some, uh, some of the things that happened at uh, Homestead. Why don't we? Whoa, um, we start with. Well, you want to start with the lower series rundown? Lower series rundown in Dedith. Um. Truck race, not, I mean, the racing was good. Uh, Carson Hosefer pretty much dominated the last half uh, to lock himself in. He he really didn't have to lock himself in. He was good on points, um, but he got his fourth win of the season. Um, Zane Smith got disqualified because of the windshield looking inwards, which, you know, if you're a windshield guy, you've seen it before. Um, so yeah, there was that. I mean, there was some instances, but I'll be honest with you. When watching, I 
I honestly kind of zoned out only because the uh, broadcast is making it unwatchable. So that's what's making me. Uh, Thank you. Go. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> it's making uh, me go sad. You're not the you're not the only one that is experiencing that. I'll I'll tell you that because I'm I'm watching people on social media as well. Just be like, what is this broadcast? What you know, if is... I muted it and I turn on PRN or MRN the radio, maybe maybe it might be more interesting. Oh, for sure. No, so... it would be absolutely because that's the thing about it. Like you know, on here on the podcast, like I never like to rip you know anybody you know for not putting in hard work because I, I know that production and all that the media and all that stuff they work hard to you know get us all the information get us you know the broadcast and all that each and every single week for these races right but there's something about the actual broadcast quality of fox in the truck series especially that is just so hard to watch now i think it's like the booth itself to, for me at least like some of the things that they say is like so cliche. You hear it every single week and it's just so hard to watch. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it's, and definitely them not being there at the track uh, definitely worsens it too. Oh, you uh, can tell it too because like there'll be, there'll, some, there'll be something that happens on track and they're like, oh, this just happened. And it's like, well, no Duh! Like the camera oh, caught it no, faster geez. than you guys. Like, Haley Deacon <laughs> just wrecked somebody down the front straightaway. Oh, I wonder if it was her fault this time. You know, it's <laughs> kind of ordeal. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Ah, one of the things that I just I hate to I hate hearing this so much because you hear it every single truck race. Look at this great racing! Wow, look at this great race! Look at this great racing! Look at this great racing! Look at it's like shut up if you want to tell me what the great racing is actually explain in detail what is going on tell tell me what is so good about this you know tell me what the drivers are you know going through inside these cars tell me what's going on action wise don't try to sell it to me tell me what's going on yeah it's... i hear it so much and it's so aggravating to hear uh because i mean brett griffin dbc i'm gonna say this because like you know i've heard him say it so much before don't sell me the race. Actually, you know, tell me what is going on. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, what else are you gonna do, right? So, <laughs> not watch. <laughs> that's that's my way of telling them their broadcast sucks. I'm just not gonna watch the race. So get 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 better. I'll watch your races after you know y'all get better at y'all broadcasting. Because good gracious, it's bad. So just saying, just saying. Indeed. Well. Uh, moving on from that, we have got the Xfinity series, and oh. <laughs> Spain without Spain without so, the S. <laughs> I I never told you this off the mic, but I will tell you this now. So a funny story happened after the race, and I am proud to publicly talk about this. Um, yeah, go for so, it. So in the race, Cole Custer had um, a blown tire. Uh, pretty much was he had it good. Uh, I think it was just at some point, uh, just probably had a bad lap and just ran against the wall. Uh, as soon as he did, he got into the wall and uh, blew a tire. Uh, just things started going downhill afterwards, and it was just not the best of luck for Cole Custer. Um, if you listen to DBC, there was kind of more to it that. Could have been more of a penalty, but it wasn't a penalty. Anyways, um, so anyways, it it just wasn't going right for Cole, and um, it you know, I was very heartbroken over it, but uh, trudge on at this point, and uh, throughout that last few laps of the race, I was like, Riley, you better make this day better. Come on, Riley, I know you can beat that Sam Mayer kid. Uh, he didn't. Uh, if he had one more <laughs> lap, I I think one hundred percent he would have caught him. Um. But uh, yeah, so it it was annoying, uh, but uh, you know it's um, it was shameful. But after the race was over, uh, I got something to eat, and um, so there's obviously like these table numbers, right? And uh -huh. uh, so I went up, and the guy asked me, he was like, "Hey, uh, dine in or carry out?" And I said, "Dine in." 
as soon as I said that, he put a number one right there, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Straight in your face, he was just like, you see, like you, you feel like you've seen pain today, or I feel like you've seen pain today. Here, I, I couldn't <laughs> but laugh within the moment because of the irony of that happening. And he mm-hmm. looked at me, and he was like, "What happened? Like, you know, what's going on?" And he he was confused. And I said, "Well, um, <laughs> we just lost to a guy with that uh, in a race today." And he said, "Oh, you race?" And I'm like, "No, that I root for uh, lose to the guys." So. Um, that's what made it funny, and um, I thought that was cool. So, uh, other than that, that race was interesting. Dale Jr. in the top five. What did uh, I say? What did I say? <laughs> I called yeah, it. Yeah. Off, Mike, was, we forgot to talk about Dale Jr. and um, he said top five because we were guessing where he was going to finish this time around. Uh, he said top five. I said top ten. So technically, we're both correct. Um. If we look at the stats, so... Hey, I covered the spread, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Um, You know, I was pretty proud in junior, even though my disbelief was immeasurable. Um, But yeah, it was... uh, It was cool. But uh, him and Josh Berry, um, that's a good way to say goodbye. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, as Junior even said himself, we we all know. For those before we go on with this absolute funny bit that's about to happen, it was a mistake. But no, yeah, no, it was a really good way to say goodbye to uh to your you know your driver. Oh, you're going somewhere else. Well, hold on <laughs> about that. Yeah, well, all good things must come to an end at some point. So, uh, I mean, I it's happens, just right? it's one of those years for Josh. It's just one of those years. Like, he tried so hard, or has been trying so hard to get a win. He's still got two more chances. But, like, it has been one of those years for Josh. And yet, still, and yet, he's going to get a ride out of it with Storthaus Racing and is, you know, showing what he could do to the world. So, hey, <laughs> all props to him, man. Yeah, all props to Junior owning up at least, so. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, I, that's one of the things I love about podcasting in general, like especially you know for drivers to have a podcast is that they could basically go out, say their emotions. Well, hold on, I gotta be careful. I said somewhat yeah, say their emotions because you know you may get fined, you know, if you say too much. So I'm just saying which, it could lead to actions, and they might be detrimental to the sport. That 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 too. That's you gotta be that very be. careful about that. Could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it, overall i i mean so far within both races i i enjoyed xfinity more because um well it's the cars the cars are so good at that track like they are that like that that track that car perfect i mean it's just perfect in every conceivable way absolutely perfect like i, I think personally um you know, I think it was a really dominated race by SHR. Um, you know, up until that point, I I believe Cole would have probably had it, maybe. Um, but, you know, with Sam Mayer kind of getting a little bit better, that's what, you know, kind of set in doubt a little bit. But then yet again, you know, Riley was back at it again. You know, ever since that contract, you know, extension, it really motivated him. And uh, not saying that, Within this year, he's not had good runs. He's he's always had the equipment. It's he's been, had runs, it's there's just... literally been a switch flip because, like, you look at Vegas and you look at Homestead now, like, it, it wasn't just equipment. No, it was driver. I mean, it was literally like that. Instantly, they get better. Like, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been a positive up climb for uh, Riley Herb. So, hey, I tell you. Thanks. Put put Cole back in the double zero next year. I say run this team back again and expend the next year, and you got a good. I think you got a good program going. Well, so far, I mean, there there has been no announcement uh, yet for him or um, the ten car at least. Um, so everything is still up in the air at this point. I mean, there is a possibility he he is, but yet again, uh, future so uncertain at this point. Then. 
it's kind of hard to say. So, um, well, hmm. I hope so. We'll just see what happens at this point, right? So, absolutely. Um, other than that, we move on to the cup race. Woohoo! That I don't know if many people would really want to talk about, but there was so much problems today or within that race that honestly can't even keep them all straight. You know, buddy, I I would love to just say this <laughs> that the beef between Blaney and Hamlin. I'm all here for it. <laughs> well, hold, on, hold on, we got a backup rewind now. Now we we got to know that Ryan Blaney was getting a good fair share of manufacturers today. Uh, not only being in a Ford, but getting some love taps by a Chevrolet and then um, Toyota. So, yeah, Blaney so. got a lot more. Um, <laughs> he got a lot more TV time than I expected he would in this race. <laughs> But yeah, but no, I mean, for most than the other 30 cars that were in the field that were not playoff contenders, other than yeah, Harvick, well, but that's about it. True, true. But no, I mean, honestly, as a whole, like for this race, I thought this was a big race for Blaney. Um, honestly, they came in what like 17 points below the cut line, and now they've like now they're plus 10 to the good, which absolutely huge for that team. Uh, they have struggled. Penske as a whole has absolutely struggled this year with speed as a whole. But I tell you, Blaney has found a way just to keep getting points and just keep himself in the battle. That's what you got to do to make it through the playoffs. And I tell you what, you keep this up at Martinsville. If they can just, I think what you got to do at Martinsville, you got to have a good qualifying effort. Bring a good car, absolutely. get a good qualifying effort, and just keep the strategy alive throughout the race. You know, don't mess up on pit road. Absolutely do not mess up on pit road. And if you can do that, just get yourself a top 10, you should be good. Uh, get stage points. Absolutely just hang in the top 10 into the stage if you can. Um, you know, if not, try to take a gamble and get some stage points because stage points matter so freaking much. Um, but yeah, no, track position of Martinsville is going to be so crucial for everybody. But at the same time, though, looking back at Homestead, huge race for Blaney. He's still in the fight. Yeah, well, uh, let's just hope Denny Hamlin doesn't have a really good race here going into Martinsville. Or uh, someone different. He will. I mean, he will. Uh, Denny absolutely will have a good car, I think, heading in there, just because that's been a good track for him in the past. I don't... Actually, what has been his finishes in the next-gen car at um, Martinsville? I'm curious now. Who, Denny? Yeah. Well, uh, he, 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 here proceed last year at Martinsville, um, lost by a Hail Melon, so... Right, right. Yeah. But even then, like fourth earlier in the spring this year, let's go back to 2022. Uh, look at those stats there. Well, that's that. He's he's shown speed. Spring Martinsville last year. Uh, let's see where did he finish? Finished 28th. Not a good run in the spring of last year. In the fall of last year, he had a good run. But just was a good run, anyway. But lost Fifth, to Chastain. But, yeah, lost two to a <laughs> late race hail melon. melon. I mean, <laughs> how many ways can you lose out on a championship? <laughs> like seriously, uh, that at this point. If, if nothing else happens in Denny Hamlin's career, all most people besides the Daytona 500s is that right there. Yep. That. Yep. How do you lose a championship, Denny Hamlin? Oh yeah, that's right, Ross. Yeah, no, like I mean, he Ross. has he has figured out every single way to lose a championship, and I mean, do I feel bad? No, but at the same time, it's like if you look at this is something interesting, right? That a lot of people have said, I think, on social media and whatnot. And let me ask you, Austin, do you think that you know you look back at Denny Hamlin's career, or whatever? Is there a year that you go back and point and go, yeah, Denny Hamlin actually? Either could have won the championship if you know the format was different, or if things played out differently, he actually could have won the championship that year. Um, because I mean, for me, I immediately think of 2010. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, like within the early years, like I don't think I was really invested because Jimmy, 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 and just straight up dominating. And it's like, it's kind of hard for, um, to kind of erase that out of my brain. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I, I can't think of a year. Like, maybe 2020. Because, like, him having a second good year behind Harvick. But then yet again, like, I always think 2020 was always Harvick's year. It was right. Harvick's year, Harvick's championship. No questions asked. I'm, I, I don't care, you know? Yeah, because uh, what's, what's so interesting about Hamlin is that, like, he's had really good success just about every season, right? Like... I'm looking through at like 2010, he would have finished if, if we're going like no playoff points, no playoff standings, right? He would have finished um, third in that one, 2020. Would have finished second behind Harvick. You look, he's had good years. Let me actually go to 2006. Like that was his rookie year, but like even then, he still had a really, really good year that year. Um, yeah, fifth in the points. Like, Denny's a really talented driver. I think he's had really good success in the Cup Series. But when you look at every single year that he's been in the Cup Series, there's always been one driver that's just better than him that season. It doesn't matter, you know, what season it is. There's been a driver that's just been that little bit better. I think, you know, if maybe circumstances happen to where, you know, I don't know, something happens to Harvick 2020 or, you know, 2010, something happens to Jimmy Johnson, like... Hamlin may have actually won a championship by now, but it's like, man, there's just one driver that's just that much better than Hamlin uh, every single year to where he just hasn't been able to win it. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, is so whenever, Hamlin a championship contender? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but the question, I guess, is to me is like, you know, does he deserve one? Absolutely, I think so. But it's like, Every single year you look at it, it was like you have to you ask yourself the question, was he the best driver in that year? Sadly, no. And even this year, even this year, I look at you know points, I look at stats. Was he the dr- best driver this year? I think between him, Byron, maybe Truex, I think between those three, you know, I'd give it to it's almost like I wouldn't say it's a tie between all three of them. I would even get I'd say it's like a tie between Byron and him, honestly, the way the season has gone. Uh, and even stats, I think, will back that up. But that's the thing about it. Like, I'm looking at non-playoff standings points because that's how I look at things to really judge who's the best driver in a year. Right now, Byron's the best driver. So, Yeah, and, and that's who I, you know, predict winning the championship. Uh, you know, I... Man, I hope so. Man, I hope so. You know, I'm not I'm not a big William Byron fan, and I'm not saying that just, you know, as in like, oh, I don't like Byron, but, you know, to give credit where credit is due, like, he's he's had a really good year, and whether you like it or not of how he won it or whatever the case may be, you know, there's been several races this year that I'm, I'm not too proud of by watching um, Byron win. <laughs> but to say the least, to give him credit, this this looks like a very strong year to him. And honestly, um, if he wins, I mean, all credit to him. He's got the car, he's had the year. But you also have to take in consideration that Kyle Larson and uh, Cliff Daniels, they're both they're both acting right now as Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss. And I say that only because if you look at it within their year, you know, bringing back to the point of what I said about Davey Allison, these guys have had an up and down year. Like one minute they'll be running good and they'll actually win a race. And ironically, they did win Martinsville earlier this year. But then the next week, you know, they're in the wall. They crashed. They had a mechanical problem. Like it's, it's so 50-50 with that, you know, team. And mm-hmm. they couldn't get anything straight. And now, when it's playoff time, these guys are just hammering it, nailing away, starting to win races left and right. And now, um, you had this moment in the race, because I was going to try to ironically switch it from the Hail Millen to the, like, something with Larson and the barrier, but we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. Um but you know now it's now it's crunch time and these guys know what they're up against and obviously you know Cliff Daniels and Chad and Elsa probably had a good connection and uh, obviously Cliff learning some of Chad's secrets but for the most part you know um, 
you know, it's crunch time and you don't know how good those guys are until it, you know, gets to the very nitty gritty. I will say this. Yeah. I mean, just to back up your point, like between just between Byron and Larson, both of uh, Byron, six wins, Larson, four, 14 top fives between the both of them, 20 top tens for Byron this year, 16 top tens for Larson. But here's the big kicker. Three DNFs for Byron, eight DNFs for Larson. Then you even look at laps led, 921 for Byron, uh, 1,127 for Larson. Like they've been on par with each other, I would say, you know, all season. But man, that DNF counter's got to go down for Larson, you know, if you ask me, if I'm going to really consider him as like a championship favorite, right? I think if that goes down, absolutely, you know, he's a favorite. But then you look at some of these races that like he's either wrecked out of or, you know, he's DNF'd out of like, Sometimes it's not even his own fault. And then sometimes, you know, you get a race like this to where like he just makes a mental mistake sometimes. And I want to ask you this, you know, because I heard this on DBC, Austin, and I, you know, kind of wanted to bring this up. I never like to say that a driver runs out of talent because these guys are really talented. These guys are really good at their craft. They're really good at what they do. But did you think that maybe Larson kind of, you know, would say run out of talent? you know, after or whenever he judged it, he misjudged it. Yeah. I, and, and I'll probably keep this short for my opinion on this, but uh, for those, it's like, Oh, this is your greatest talented driver. And this, that, and the other, like, I get it. There's a lot of people out there that really emphasize on Larson, which, you know, a lot of people do. And don't get me wrong. Kyle Larson is a talented race car driver. There is no question about it. I think he is one of the best drivers in the world. While he does have some flaws, overall he is one of the, you know, a really good driver, um, or one of the best drivers, uh, to prove my point. Um, but what he did Sunday was something that was out of reach. I get it, to where. You're trying to make time up to Blaney. You should know that you both are coming down for a green flag pit stop. I understand where, um, how big was the gap, uh, when they came into pit road? Was it like maybe <laughs> it was seven big. tenths? I mean, I don't even say it was like seven tenths. Maybe, I, hold on. I wonder, I wonder if I could pull it up somewhere. I doubt I can, but like, um, they, they had it. They had a good enough gap to where Larson got desperate, and yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think. I don't know if Cliff had a had a say in it. I guess, but there was there was something in there, whether it was in the driver's brain or not, um, that it's like I need to make up time. So why not take a risk, send it, and see if I can close the gap in pit road. We get a good stop, leave, so that way we're on Blaney, so that way when we come back out, I can pass him and we can get set sailing again. Well, it overall it failed when he couldn't, like, he was going to get a speeding penalty regardless when he stopped down that fast, but overall the gap was closing between him or between Blaney and the barrier. And so it was just that. So I, I really do think it's an overall very, very big misjudgment um, to say the least. And, you know, I saw somewhere on social media to where mm-hmm. I think Cliff Daniel or there was Cliff Daniels and the rest of the five crew and Larson were uh, mm-hmm. all talking about a hauler, which I, I think is just more of pep talk summary hey this is what happened let's just focus on next week we're already getting our car ready for phoenix and stuff like that but um yeah overall it's just a big mistake from larson i mean yeah let me let me get the broader picture of it from me at least right i really and truly for this race for me at least for me personally as like a fan did not care for larson because i was like does he win does he not honestly don't care all I care about right now as a like fan team perspective, right? Is like a Hendrick Motorsports fan, get the Phoenix car ready. That's all I care about. That car better be ready when it hits the track for Phoenix and it better be fast, right? You've had 
two or three weeks to prepare it, that thing is got to be good, right? Because I, I tell you, the most important race in the round of eight is literally the first one. You win that race, you have two weeks off just to basically prepare for Phoenix and get that car ready. Like, I do not care about the next two races as a Larson fan. As for Homestead, Martinsville, don't care. Get that Phoenix car ready, right? But the thing about it is that I know Larson wanted to win this race bad, right? It's Homestead. It's one of his, you know, dominant tracks. You know, I know he wanted this one bad and whatnot. In that situation, honestly, do I think he just didn't care? No. I, I honestly think he was trying to get the most out of the car he could while trying to get to pit road. However, in that moment, you know, as a fan, the way I kind of see it or whatever, you know, you look at it as a fan and you're just like, man, what a stupid, you know, mistake or whatever. But really and truly, he was just testing the car to see if he could, I think, you know, may, uh, I shouldn't say that. He wasn't testing the car. I think he was literally trying to see, you know, if the car could actually, you know, he thought that the car could slow down enough to make pit road and gain enough on Blaney you know, before he would, you know, smack into the water barrels or whatever like that. But here's the good thing and the bad thing that comes out of that, right? The good news is Larson now knows that limit. That's actually a really good thing because now for future notice, he's going to know how hard he can push and how hard he can't, right? That's actually really good information to have. The bad news is a car got wrecked from that and now the team's got to go back home and fix that car up, right? So yes, there's a good and there's a bad to the situation, you know, and one of those things that, you know, I can hear a lot of people saying now, well, if you want to test the limits of the car, go into the sim. The sim cannot teach you that stuff. You can try it again and again and again, but that's just one of those situations to where honestly, if you really want to learn the limits of the car, actually wreck it. And now Larson's going to know that limit, but at the same time, guess what? Cost them, you know, cost the team a good car and now they got to go back and fix it and uh, get prepared you know, for whatever, the next Homestead race or the next whatever race for that car. Granted, it's toward the end of the season, really doesn't matter. Just again, as I say, that Phoenix car better be ready. It better be the fastest one on that track come Phoenix. Yeah, it it, it should. Yeah, it but, better. Um, it absolutely better because you had two weeks, two weeks to prepare that car. Technically three, technically three weeks. Yeah. So, it better be. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> with the whole Larson thing, now we move on to his best friend Blaney. Uh, say that with the lightest terms, but <laughs> him and uh, Kyle Larson's other friend, Denny Hamlin. Um, yeah. Well, oh yeah, they're good friends. <laughs> yeah, they're they're friends, aren't they? Yeah, hmm. friends with uh, quotation marks around that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, contact, failed slide job, and yep. wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah One of those that's... things where the, how do I say this? The bill comes due. <laughs> you use up racers, you use up guys. Guess what? At some point, it's going to come back to bite you. And sure enough, it did. Yeah, it did, and you know they're racing really hard. It's playoff time, you know. Uh, when desperate times call for desperate measures, and obviously slide jobs ain't one. Um, and and I say that it was a slide job, it wasn't. But um, you know, him passing Blaney there is a little bit of karma, and uh, you know, after running hard for all of that for nothing. At this point, but I mean, it's game seven moments, you know, you, you you gotta fight for it. You gotta make sure that it's yeah, um, the one, right? So oh, I agree, because like you gotta realize in that moment, right, that you are not locked in. I can't remember what the points difference was heading in for. I think it was like only three points to the good heading in. If I'm correct to that race, yeah, because that's the thing. You have to realize in that situation and every situation that you put yourself in, in a race like that, like you are literally having to remind yourself what the bigger picture is. You got to get it on to the next round. 
like that that little one-on-one battle means nothing to the grander picture that is going on and that is the championship right that's always been hamlin's mindset right gotta win a championship gotta win a championship but then when you see moments like these you're like yep that's why maybe you don't have one right and it's moments like these that you kind of remember it's like well you don't make that mistake or whatever or you don't try to use up a driver and you don't you know have whatever a tire failure or whatever granted i don't know if that was karma or if it was just you know whatever a tire failure or if it was because the contact i'm not exactly sure but one of those things man like gotta gotta be wary of the situation that's going on around you man at all times gotta remember the bigger picture well bigger picture more like a bigger choke but um (laughs) i like that i like that verbiage (laughs) actually you know what he he, the bigger hack in that situation i like that word better uh, i wouldn't say hack would be my strongest (laughs) word but go off i guess um (laughs) yeah it's it's just something i mean I, i i can't really describe it other than We'll see going into Martinsville. Uh, I definitely will be seeing it uh, for my own eyes, as I just bought tickets before this episode. So, um, I definitely, I definitely think he's going to do well at Martinsville, just because you know hometown track, but also because, hey, <laughs> got. I mean, he doesn't have to win this race; he can get stage points and point his way in. But um, yeah, he's going to be right up front. Every everybody from uh, f- uh, fourth on back must win. And if you're William Byron, just be William Byron. I mean that that. What else? Do you <laughs> just back into the wind. <laughs> oh God! And I have to be there for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey, bud! Just remember, <laughs> you get to watch it in person. <laughs> Woo! You know, I'm glad I wasn't watching it in person at Phoenix. I think I would have been more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I would be really happy with a William Byron win at Martinsville because, hey. <laughs> That would just make me so happy heading into Phoenix. So, yes. Like Craig from South Park, he's like, it would make me so happy. So happy. Oh, yeah, no. Like, oh, if, I, if Byron wins, Byron wins Martinsville, yes, we have another driver in the championship four. Oh, I'd be happy. Well, uh, speaking of championship four, it's time for picks. So um, with this part of the episode, Take your guess of who you, who you think is going to be in the last two spots of your final four, <sighs> and uh, also make race picks. So, all right. So I'm gonna go ahead, go out on the limb here, and I'm gonna say this. I think the, I think for me, and driver wise, like, next episode. Just to clarify, for next episode, uh, we'll discuss on who we think will be champion. Uh, that will include for all three series uh even though the trucks have already got their final four uh xfinity will get theirs next week and cup so we'll just clarify on that so keep going cool all right so for me i gotta say i think man i have to look up like for some other races or whatever because man this one's gonna be kind of rough i think for me reddick uh, Reddick, Blaney, Busher, Truex, Hamlin, all on the outside looking in for that final. Right, spot. right. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Martinsville like race picks first, and then get into my final two spots for the championship four to kind of keep it easier on myself. So I'm gonna say I think your drivers to watch out for heading into Martinsville. I'm gonna go Hamlin. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I really don't want to see this, but I think I know. Larson, I think he's gonna actually yeah, do well. I know that you race. were really hesitant on that. You were like, I don't know if I should do this. <laughs> I know, but, but but here's the thing, like I don't <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, just make sure the Phoenix car is good, but at the same time, I know that team is gonna come out and just swing it for the fences, trying to keep their momentum up at Martinsville. I know they're gonna do that. So why well, I gotta say it, Larson, Hamlin, Larson, and I think for third, I think I'm gonna go. For my third driver to say the watch out for, I'm gonna say Reddick. I think Reddick might be um, an interesting to watch out for. Underdog, yeah, no, you know who I'm going for. It's Ryan Priest. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, 
I will definitely go. Or you didn't pick. Uh, who's your last two? I say Byron and Hamlin. You know, I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to go with Byron and Hamlin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just I want Denny Hamlin to make it in because Truex ain't going to make it in. My picks already. I mean, in all fairness, technically, I did predict right if everything goes good. Um, two Joe Gibb cars in the final round, and then two Hend- two Hendrick cars. So it, you can't fault me there. Just <laughs> it wasn't the right driver. I had him knocked out this round. He he proved me wrong because it's Christopher Bell. He comes in clutch when he needs to. Um, True. <laughs> uh, so so I've already gotten final four picks. Um. For the race, I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. I'm going to go with... Hmm. I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I'm going to go with... Um, You know what? Screw it. Kevin Harvick. And for uh, Underdog, I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe. Interesting. Interesting they, pick. All of them were running good at Martinsville earlier this year, and um, true, it's true. kind of hard to say don't don't pick for them. So, yeah, no, I think this race, my goodness, I'm telling you, qualifying is going to be so important because it's going to be so freaking hard to pass, <laughs> so hard to pass. Like honestly, you know what the easiest way to pass is a hail melon. <laughs> like it's easier to pass that way yeah, than if you know. everyone rode the wall. Don't you think it? be easy at this point right oh golly there's a reason why they banned it because you know you know if they didn't well, ban then, it also wasn't feeling good afterwards when he said yeah that oh, was I know. cool and everything but i shouldn't have done that <laughs> oh i know oh i know but guess what you know some of those drivers would absolutely do it in a you know must win situation so uh, there's a reason why they banned That's it right Hamlin. he might pull that move i mean just for laughs and goggles i wouldn't doubt it honestly i he's one of those drivers i I mean i wouldn't doubt it but at the same time i think watch out for denny man i'm telling you if he if it is in if he did if he is in a situation to where like he is either like one point out or two points out or whatever watch out he's barreling through somebody i know it for sure if it's a late race restart or whatever you know it's gonna happen like i know denny Denny talks for the respect game, but watch out whenever it's, you know, his turn to be the one that's on the respectful side. So watch out. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I think that will conclude it for the episode here. Um, yeah, any final thoughts? I am hoping and praying. Byron and Blaney are the ones that move on to the next round. Well, no, I picked that. That's what I think is going to happen, right? That's what I think is going to happen. But I hope it's Byron and Blaney. I hope it's Byron and Blaney. So you're wanting the brothers and the brother-in-laws happening? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes. Well, what I mean by that is that because William's dating uh, Blaney's. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, why yeah. my brother-in-laws. That's like I know they're not married, but that's what I am referring. That is oh. a breakup. Oh, okay, okay. Because I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, that would be that'd be interesting. That'd be wild. That, that, also, that would be a great uh, family reunion kind of gift, and be like, hey, so I know you didn't make the playoffs, but what if I did make you make the playoffs? <laughs> what if I got us both in the championship for like you know it's it's gonna stop being the whole like you know how the whole we've got like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing no 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 NASCAR we got the Byron and uh um uh, <laughs> Byron and Blaney thing going on indeed uh the bromance absolutely the, I mean the hey, bromance look, he, look he did him favors at Talladega okay William Byron did push Ryan Blaney to the lead, so I mean, Fair enough. You, I mean, you are right. You right. You right on that. He was probably thinking about his sister in that moment. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> he was probably thinking about Aaron. He was like, uh, "If I don't push Brian here, what's going to happen?" Uh, you know what? I'll push him. 
it's like, uh, am, am I going to be sleeping on the couch tonight? You know what? <laughs> be the bigger man. You know what's going to happen, right? Blaney's first, Byron's second. Byron's going to have like a moral dilemma. He's going to be like, ah, oh, what do I do? <laughs> and Phoenix, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> you know, it might, it might happen. <laughs> it might. Do I? Do I not? To be? To not to be? Hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I think Martinsville is going to be a. Actually, no. Martinsville is going to be a snooze fest until the final ten laps of stage three. Mark my words. This is why five hundred laps of fun is going to happen to me. This is fun. We are having fun. <laughs> oh, I will literally be saying that like, as soon as lap one ha- happens, I'll be like, "This is fun. We're having fun." Three hundred <laughs> laps later. This is fun. We're having fun. Uh, I got a question, bud. Why did you decide to go to that race? <laughs> Why not? It's the second to last race of the year. It's you know what? Fair, fair enough. I mean, look, look. We all have to agree here. I think Martinsville is a phenomenal track. This this car sucks at that track. It just sucks. Straight up sucks. Oh, it's 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 terrible. I mean, look. <laughs> NASCAR, I'm telling you, we got to work on that short track package, man. Like, if y'all want to, this offseason, literally throw everything at the wall. And I mean everything. You want to take... Schedule testing. Hey, you know what? Actually, I think we should do this for short track racing, actually. We require the drivers to run the Xfinity car just for short tracks. It would be 10 times better already. Uh, um... 10 times better. Okay, on that note, we're just going to leave it there. Uh, we'll let you guys ponder about that. Hey, and you, I mean, um, I, you're the one that said, do you think the cup car should model the Xfinity car? Take the Xfinity car and change it up. That's what you've said. It, I mean... Now, am I right or am I right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to solve. It's not going to end world hunger, but yes, we're just going to leave it at that. Hey, I'm just saying it make the racing better. I'm just saying, you know, you can call me anytime, NASCAR. I got ideas. You could call your whole fan base and they'll give you ideas. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole Hendrick fan base, we, we've got some interesting ideas over here, you know, like, you know, find Denny Hamlin, find him again, you know, find him a couple more times, you know. I'd be fine with that. Any, anyways, uh, we'll we'll see you guys next time uh, <laughs> after the paperclip of Hades. <laughs>